Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today is Thursday, the 15th of Deciembre. 15th. And we're getting close to Christmas. Did you buy all your presents for other people? Remember, let's keep Christ in Christmas. Sometimes we get so caught up with the hustle, the bustle, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. That's the name of that song. That we forget what Christmas is really about, remembering the birth of our Savior. We're reading now about the birth of John the Baptist who Luke has before the visitation of the angel to Mary and Joseph and how Jesus' birth came about. And we're learning that John the Baptist is going to come about from an unlikely couple, but godly. Oh, the Lord wanted that. John the Baptist would be brought up by the real deal. He would be great in the eyes of the Lord, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born, verse 15 of Luke 1. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. He'll go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah, even though he did no miracle. Isn't that strange? Elijah did all those miracles. John the Baptist is coming in the spirit and power of Elijah, but will no, do no miracles to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Notice this, for God to accomplish anything back then and today, it takes the person and work of the Holy Spirit. What's gonna make John the Baptist special? He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even when he's still in his mother's womb. How that happened, what does that mean? I'm not sure with specifics, but I know one thing, God puts it in here. The angel says, oh no, he'll be special because he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. Why? Because he can't accomplish the purpose of God without this spirit fullness, anointing the hand of the Lord upon him, God with him in power. And what's true for John the Baptist is true for your church, my church, you, me, we can't do anything without the power of the Holy Spirit. Cleverness does not cut it. Money is important to get certain things paid for and done, but it's not by might, nor by power, nor by money, nor by talent, nor by skinny jeans and a fog machine. It is not by any of those things that God builds his kingdom. It's men and women filled possessed, led, guided, anointed by the Holy Spirit. So early on, Luke 1. Luke has a lot to say in both his gospel and the book of Acts about the Holy Spirit. The angel tells Zechariah, tell Elizabeth, that baby that you're going to conceive together, that baby's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit before he's even born. How must that they have felt when they heard that? Excitement, yes, but I'm sure they puzzlement too. Like, what does that mean? Why did he need that? Because listen to what his ministry was. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. 
He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. So John's ministry, the goal was that he would accomplish in so many, not everyone, he would turn their hearts back to God. How can you do that without the power of the Holy Spirit? Without God helping us. Notice what the, the, the goal of ministry was to John. Get people's hearts to turn back to God. Israel, they had drifted away from God. How do you get someone's heart to redirect and go back to God? Through words spoken in the power of the Holy Spirit. That was his ministry. And he did it right before the Lord Jesus Christ appeared on the scene. In fact, he's going to baptize Jesus in the River Jordan before Jesus goes out in the wilderness to be tempted, and then begins his public ministry. He's going to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children, where they're going to care again about their children, not living just for themselves, the accumulation of wealth. Just think of all the parents this Christmas who are going to spend a ton of money on their children. Their children are in trouble, heading in the wrong direction, and guess what they're going to get? They're going to get a Nintendo game. They're going to get a new pair of vintage Jordans, and they'll celebrate it, and all the while parents are not helping them at all. See, it's where your heart is at that's going to determine your life here and your place in eternity in the hereafter. So John the Baptist had heavy lifting to do. How you turn people's hearts back to God or to God in the first place. His ministry was to the people of the covenant, the Jewish people. You and I are dealing this Christmas with uh, a pagan culture. America is a pagan culture. Oh, watch what's on television. No, better, don't watch. It's pagan. What is glorified is shameful. Oh, Pastor Jim, you sound like somebody from back when Noah was building the ark. No, no, but certain things are wrong. Oh, you mean you know that God changed and things that were wrong are now right? Oh, you got that from God? No, you got deceived, you're tripping. What God says never changes. And our job this Christmas is God use us to turn people's hearts toward Jesus. That they would say his name, that they would understand why he was born, why he came, his death, his resurrection. You and I this Christmas have as a mission to make the angels rejoice in heaven by getting someone's heart to turn. That's what repentance means. I'm going that way now. I'm turning my heart back to God so that he would forgive me and he would help me. Come on, we could do that. Pray for us. We're having tomorrow night and Sunday these outreaches where we're going to get up at the end of the, the Christmas show and present the gospel to people. What good is entertainment? What good is hearing joy to the world if you don't know Jesus? Pray for us, I'll pray for you, that Jesus might be exalted this Christmas. See you tomorrow.